Play is such a diverse topic. Humans play, dolphins play, cats play, even non-animate objects like instruments play. But what is play and why is it important? Why do things play? What makes play fun? What makes play attractive? What if we didn't have play? Welcome to Playfully, the podcast where we'll chat with the most playful people I know and ask them about what they know about play. If you're looking for inspiration to play more, to connect more with family or friends or with your favorite child, stay right here and you just may get some fresh ideas of how to play something new. I'm Emily Cordy-Stroff. Today, we're talking to a friend who is a player through and through. While his work is as a very serious newspaper editor, his other endeavors are always playful and, I have noticed, often as a connector within his community. He traffics in observation and words and is always quick with a pun or clever banter that is sunny and uplifting, though has a killer deadpan. Rob Davis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I feel like that was quite the historic uh, introduction, and I'll do my best to live up to the qualities you described me as having. <laughs> Already done. Check that <laughs> off your list. <laughs> okay. Would you say you're good at playing? I would. Um, I, you know, we started to talk about this a little bit, and then we decided, you know what, we should save this for when the recording's going. But always. Um, yeah, I, I think I am good at playing. I, uh, but not in the not in the sense of like running through the streams and throwing a ball and in that other sense. I'm, I play. I I grew up as um I was an only child for a long time, and then suddenly I got a whole bunch of brothers. But for seven years, I was pretty much an only child, and that taught me to be kind of independent. And so when I think of playing, I think about imagination and playing within the confines of my mind. And um, sometimes that spills out into the real world, <laughs> but I try to be you know, playful in the way that I interact with people and the way that I look at the world and interact with it. Uh-huh. So were you the kind of kid who was constantly like building things and like using yeah. uh, a lot of like, I always call them figurines, but mm-hmm. my husband always, tells me they're not figurines they are action figures yes that that was definitely me um a lot of time with legos a lot of time with constructs which if you're a kid who grew up in the 80s and 90s that probably means something to you it was kind of a flash in the pan toy but i love them quite a bit they were essentially just like little plastic i-beams that you connect together and once I made a robot that was about seven and a half feet tall. This is when I was in second grade. And my what? mom convinced me. She's like, we should bring it to school for show and tell. So she loaded this thing up in the back of the minivan. And we brought it to school. But after a harrowing trip in which every speed bump or imperfection in the road that we encountered, a piece of it would fall off. So I was sitting in the back <laughs> trying to put this thing back together on the verge of tears. And then we finally get it to school. And all my classmates think it's very cool, and I take it home, and I left it there for weeks because I couldn't bring myself to taking it apart. (laughs) So I definitely was very creative in that sense, 
love to play like that. I'm picturing a giant skeletal form that, I mean, yeah, seven feet is quite... I was trying to go for Johnny Five from the movie <laughs> Short Circuit. Oh, totally. Yes. Totally. That was yeah. my inspiration as a... Like a two-year-old or ten-year-old. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And like plates for hands. Indeed. <laughs> I don't know what constructs are. I never saw them. You're I, missing out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, now they have the magnetic things. I mean, I love the things that you can build, you know, things that mm-hmm. you can build with, you know. Legos is fun and all the magnetic toys and stuff like that, but... Of course. Um, sky's the limit with that. Um... Cool. Is there someone in your past that you learned to play from or who you think of when you think of playing as a child? I know you said you played a lot with by yourself. But... Yeah, no, I certainly had. I had friends, of course, like like anybody did. And probably what my oldest, you, by the way. <laughs> you know, you try your best. Uh, once they get over your, your personality, then they can then they can become your friend. <laughs> um, no, my Aww. oldest childhood friend uh my friend Chris, who lives in Florida, where I grew up, um, we, you know, we're still we're still friends. He's one of the few friends from that age that I'm still in touch with, and we still are very playful together. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, is obviously uh, in his early 40s, much like me. He has two kids. I don't have any kids, but when we get together, it's like nothing has changed, and we just goof <laughs> around and have, you know, a whole sea, an ocean of inside jokes that we could <laughs> you know, go into we don't even remember the origin of some of them <laughs> but yeah so definitely i think about that a lot um in terms of my past um with regards to the present which is where you might be going next with your line of questioning <laughs> um you never know <laughs> I, I think about the relationships i've made um since moving to st louis my wife and i moved to St. Louis, it's wow, it's been three and a half years. Although pandemic it, moved. it was a pandemic move, so time is a little bit different in that sense. But we had, I had never lived here before. We moved here from back east, and um, but I very quickly made a lot of good relationships with my neighbors. And um, some, some of them, some of my neighbors are much younger than I am, and that kind of keeps me young and keeps me playful. Mm. And we do a lot of like fun activities together. And I think one of the things that I am proud of myself in that, even though I'm an adult, I'm not afraid to not act my age when it comes to playing. As an example, I, um, you know, we had a really hot day a couple summers ago. So my wife and I, we went and bought water balloons mm. and then organized a water balloon fight in our alley with some of our neighbors. Huh. And uh, that was very playful and delightful. And it felt like time traveling, you know, 30 years into my youth <laughs> to chuck a wild water balloon at my neighbors. Yeah. A pair of, two of whom I had just met like days before. Yeah. Yeah, well, so this is sort of an epic story that I have heard a million times, but never gotten invited. No, I did get invited to. That's not true. Once I got invited to your epic 4th of July water balloon neighborhood alley splash fest slash friendly war. Yes. But 
It is epic because one uh, one neighbor situated in the back of your house, mm-hmm. and then there's you, and you're uh, lobbing the um, water balloons across the stretch of the alley, and um, to the chagrin, I'm sure, of many neighbors who were driving through, mm-hmm. perhaps getting bombarded with... Did that happen? Uh, it, it didn't quite happen, but I'm certain that there were instances where people were probably, you know, peering through their curtains, wondering <laughs> what all the noise was in the back. Um, yes. So, But we were yes. very... Res- so we brought it back to being adults, though, because we were responsible. Why? And we picked up all the water balloon debris. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, that's important to know. The 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 bag said they were biodegradable, but I was like, mm, "Are they? Is that a How thing?" Did you do that even? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Uh-huh. Uh, so we picked them all up. <laughs> Which is definitely not something I would have done as a kid. This is why St. Louis loves you. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, w- w- this does bring me to my next question. What I've noticed is that you look for ways that you can make a game out of things, including the water balloon fights in the alley neighbors, mm-hmm. or finding games to play with your dog. Mm-hmm. Let me see. And um, have you ever had a period where you played too hard? Um, I can't really think of an instance where I might have played too hard I certainly I always um even when I was younger and in my late teens or early 20s when I was prone to partying much like a lot of people that age uh, I always I always like went right to the edge and I never quite overdid it so I wish I had a more scandalous answer for you but um no I tried I tried to kind of keep it real and I never really got in trouble or overdid it too much, other than occasionally having a headache in the morning after um, too much playing the night before. Yeah. I love it how keeping it real means not playing too hard to you. And I also love how the more people I ask this question to, it usually involves some kind of alcohol or uh, some kind of inebriation. In some ways, maybe perhaps it's harder to play as an adult, um, and we often look for the inhibitions that are part of drinking or, mm. you know, consuming some sort of stimulant that kind of strips away that bit of adulthood and mm. makes it easier for us to play. You know. Yeah. That's maybe that's 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 why that happens that way. Yeah, I think that's probably really a keen observation. I think that... Um... I think people get really, as adults, you get hung up on this the idea of being an adult. And it's a shame you can't ever really lose the urge or desire to play. Um, you sh- I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't lose that, that desire. Um, because that's what sort of keeps you human and keeps you alive is the ability to laugh or smile or be mm. silly and look at the world um, in that in that way. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. Um, well, I was going to ask, is play important? But obviously you do think. Oh, I do think it's it's very important. And I still do. Um, you know, playing is it's so for one thing, one thing I've learned is that being an adult is hard. 
I don't know if this is news to anybody out here listening to this, but yeah, it's hard sometimes. Mm. And it's even harder when you're an, an adult in a new place where a place is new mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. because you're coming into areas where people who have lived here for a long time already have social networks mm-hmm. and they have, you know, familial networks and you're the new person. And as it's as a, as a kid, it's no problem. You just go out in the street and you join a group of other kids and suddenly you're friends and you're playing. But as an adult, it is, it's, it's tougher. So, um, Meeting people was a challenge, but when you meet them, I think you should try to be your authentic self. And if that means that you're a playful person, you should do that. Which is why I had no problem telling people after the worst of COVID was over, I said, you know what? We're going to have a dance party at my house and we're going to move. I mean, I'm, I just turned 41 and I said, like, we're going to move all the furniture out of the room and I'm going to get all the speakers I have and we're going to hook them all up and we're going to play music until very early in the morning. And we ended up doing that. And yeah. I believe you might have been there for that. I got to be there for that one. Yes. And uh, the ceiling was bopping. I mean, there was a lot of, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the floor was all uh, just sticky and yeah. tons of... <laughs> Tons of us were just. It was fun. Dancing. I mean, that was our. That was we were playing, and yeah, I would look through that too. Um, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. very meaningful, and I have a lot of good memories of that. Yeah, me too, me too. I think, you know, I mean, I'm fifty, and a lot. My friends don't have too many dance parties, and I, I really do miss that. It does kind of bring me into a world where. You know, there just aren't as many worries, mm-hmm. and there's, um, you know, there's not as much, um, yeah, inhibition about around being um, fun and playful. And I almost think that the more uh, times I have those experiences, it sort of carries me through to during the hard times in adulthood. I have found like I'm like, oh wait, but I have. A, I have a life where I get to go and have a dance party with mm-hmm. a friend or I get to go and, you know, play water balloons yeah. fights or, you know, just have a, an impromptu, um, fun, like volleyball, uh, bop in the <clears throat> cul-de-sac or, you know, just whatever. It's those moments that make life worth living. Um, the, mm. the strange and delightful, um, <laughs> impromptu moments and, we should all be trying to do more of those, I think. Mm-hmm. Wise. <laughs> so wise, Rob Davis. Do you, were your parents playful, would you say? I mean, this is not to mm-hmm. dog on your parents in any way, but were they playful? Um, yeah. They were uh, in, in very different ways. My, my mom and my dad had different senses of humor. <laughs> which always amazed me that they stayed that they were married for 40 um 45 years um wow. before my mom died um but i'm very much like my dad he uh is kind of eccentric and playful yeah he's a, he's a sailor um that's his that is the thing he lives for he worked as an engineer for years but he lived to sail and that's the mm. thing he loved to do mm-hmm. But he's very funny in his kind of deadpan way. 
and um, is uh, is delightful. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and and as as I've grown older, um, I've actually gotten closer to him because he. I don't. Th I don't think he would. I mean, he would tell you this as well. But like, he wasn't super good with little kids. He was just like he was never mean or anything. He's just he didn't know how to relate to them. And I'm kind of in that same way, which is funny to me considering how playful I think of myself as. I just don't. Whenever I meet a child, it's like, oh, hello, nice to meet you. And I remember I was watching. Holding out your hand. Yeah, basically, yeah. like I was watching. I've my, seen you be playful though with my. Nephew. No, no, I was watching my cousins, and they were like swinging on this thing at the playground that looked dangerous. And I was, and I said to them, "Is that prudent of you to do that?" And they just looked at me. <laughs> so anyway, that's the way my dad was, and it wasn't until I was like a teenager and then an adult that we really were on the same wavelength. Mm. And now we joke all the time and are very playful toward another one another. Mm. Would you say that you've uh, made deeper connections with your dad? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Just in the jokes and the shared, uh, the, the inside jokes and the fact that my mom would always just say like, I, you guys are weird. I don't understand you too. That would just make us laugh even more. Uh. She would... She would just, and then she would start laughing because she's like, I don't understand you two. <laughs> <laughs> just that confusion. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean that in that, in like the best possible way. Yeah. Like she was just ribbing us all the time. Like you guys are strange. Mm -hmm. No, you you're the strange one. <laughs> yeah. It was probably amusing to her. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, so are there people in your life that you have tried to play with, but it's been hard to play with? Yeah, I think there's always people you encounter who you're not quite on the same wavelength or, you know, um, I, I used to hike in this group when I first came to St. Louis. We would go hiking in this, and it's called Forest Park. For listeners, it's a huge urban park in the middle of St. Louis. It's beautiful, has a lot of museums and forests and fields and anyway i joined a hiking group because it's in the middle of the coat of covid and that's really all you could do is yeah. go outside and walk around so i joined a group and there were a couple people who there's just something about them that all of your jokes fell flat all of my jokes fell flat and oh. it just it was kind of painful to to interact with them and it was really like no one did anything wrong it's just you don't you're not on the same rhythms. So mm. there are certainly people like that. And I think there's a certain point in which I just said, you know what, I'm going to stop trying to be playful and amusing and just be cordial <laughs> and polite. And like, if they're there, then we might small chat, but, or, you know, chit chat, but I'm not going to try to create some sort of like inside joke or whatnot because it's just mm. not gonna work <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that's okay you know like you don't you don't have to be best friends with everybody mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always like the image I get uh because the, I mean there's always those people who are kind of like they're not in that kind of playful mindset because mm -hmm. I do think it is a mindset you know they're just not in that mindset of playfulness which I get in that yeah place sometimes so um, but I always think of that as like, you know, in the playground where there's the swings kind of moving um, and, you know, 
one's forward and one's back, mm-hmm. and you can never really get in sync with yes. them. I always think of that as being um, a good image for me to to kind of remember whenever I'm around people who I'm just like, oh, they're not getting my jokes, and that is okay. That's okay. And I don't. That's okay. We all swing in our own um, pace. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, funny. Um, has, uh, you know, we, we kind of got to that place where we talked about, uh, how it's hard to play with others, but, um, I'm going to say something Zach Galifianakis style, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah. between two firms, uh-huh. all work and no play. Mm. Um, I saw the shining. So I think <laughs> what yes. happens next is I present to you an entire book of just <laughs> that phrase, right? Yes, <laughs> with eight hundred thousand <laughs> typed phrases of all work and no play. No, all work and no play. That not only does that make Jack a dull boy, but I think that it leads to a life less lived. You know, I think yeah. there is a real richness when you're able to play with with others and um, mm. and to play by yourself as well. Um, I think, and you know, I kept, when I was thinking about, you asked me to come and talk about play and I started thinking about what does the word play mean? And initially I kept thinking like running around screaming, uh, on the playground and that sort of thing. I think that's what's in the Webster's. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Which by the way, we live right by a school. It's across the street from us basically. And every day the school is in session, I hear I work from home. I hear the kids outside and they're just shrieking. <laughs> and I don't know what they're screaming about. They're just shrieking. And I don't remember doing that as a child. Yeah. I thought I would just like, are you okay? <laughs> but no, they're just screaming. Um, but anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. I'm thinking about playing. It, and it can be that. But it can also be just enjoying exploring the natural world or traveling and, and experiencing different places you know anything that's not work can potentially be play um so i think it's i think it's important and i try to do a lot of that stuff i love to travel i love to do fun experiences and be spontaneous Hmm. my wife jen is is often um she likes to uh be spontaneous as well sometimes so you know we went on this road trip through through New England, and she pointed out we were driving by, said something like zip line, or no, um, zip line and, and bridge of flowers. And we're like, what is, first of all, I'd like to see both of those things. So we pulled off and we discovered this tiny town in Massachusetts that had an old railroad bridge that they in turned into a huge, lush park with all these flowers and canopies and whatever. It's called mm-hmm. Shelburne Falls. If you're ever in Massachusetts, you should check it out. Wow. Um, but that I would consider that playful, you know, like tr- doing something completely on a whim. Yeah. Yeah. What, I... did, what do you think of play? Like, what does play mean to you? Yeah. Well, that's so interesting. I was going to ask you, I think I saw pictures of you also in Vermont, I think mm-hmm. it was, and you were went to a carnival and you were riding on a... Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We, this... I mean, there is, you know, Vermont is a beautiful place. It is also a very small, um, it is a very small place. I think the, the entire state probably has uh, a quarter of Metro St. Louis's population. 
And as such, there's lots of of like little country attractions, and one of them was like, this, you know, the summer fair is this weekend, and we're like, yeah, we're going to that. You gotta get there. Yeah, so it was oh, total. That's what I love about you. Yeah, total Carney Central. <laughs> right. All the rides looked like they were, you know, hours away from breaking down, but right. we still had a great time. There's some <laughs> bolts on the ground. Yeah, there don't worry about that. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, so you asked me what I think of this play. Mm -hmm. And I mean, play to me is a lot of different things. Um, Like whenever I'm with other people, it becomes sort of like just connecting with the other person in ways that are memory making and and playful. I, I feel like memory making is part of it. Yeah. To me. But, and I don't know why. I don't. But and I also think of that um, of play as just kind of exploring, and I can do that sometimes just by myself. Like, like I love sewing, and I love to just you know see what I can kind of put together. Um, but sometimes I can get really like self um, conscious about what I have put together, mm-hmm. even when I'm playing, and mm-hmm. I I think that is something I haven't always had. I think that's an adult layer of play that, do you have that? Being self-conscious? Yeah. Yeah, I think that is, I think that is, um, I've listened to your podcast a couple episodes ago and your previous (laughs) guest, Corey, mentioned. Who, by the way, was the one who said, I must have Rob. I know, Um, that was quite, I was delighted to hear that. I was not expecting it. But anyway, he talked about, he made a great observation about, as a kid, you don't know what inhibitions are or self-consciousness is. And I've thought about that a lot since, in the week or two since I've last heard that. And I think it's very true. You just don't know how to to be awkward as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Or you you can't tell when you're awkward. Yeah, or you just don't care. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what age you started to have that feeling? Like, do you, like, do you remember when it came on? Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like it was, uh, for me, it was in seventh grade. So huh. how... You made it to seventh grade. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think that's when it really, I really started noticing it. So, uh, and I think that's because I started going to a different school and okay. uh, was... So suddenly surrounded by hundreds of kids that I didn't know since we were five years mm. old. And mm. then, you know, and then um, it just sort of became, and, and everyone was kind of in that same boat as well, because this was uh, in, in Jacksonville, Florida, where I grew up, this was a, a new, it was a magnet school, and it just opened. It had been a different school, and then closed it, and then re-renovated it and turned it into uh, a magnet school. So everybody at that school was mm. new. And they came from all over the city. So everyone there was very, <laughs> I think, very on edge. Um, you, you, did, you did know some, you probably did know some kids from your area. Um, but, yeah, that's where I first met that little voice in my head that tells me that I'm being dumb and whatnot. Mm, so that's interesting. It's like you didn't, they didn't know you. Uh, and so it's almost like you had to sort of um, pull out all of the things that you wanted to be, or you kind of like had a fresh start or something. Yeah. Do you think that's what it was? It was, and it was 
at the time it was scary because you're still learning how to be a human. <laughs> Years later, when I got to, when I moved to a different city and I didn't know anybody there, that was actually liberating to be yeah. um, a completely different per to be a, the person who I thought I was and not had to play any other roles like son or brother or mm -hmm. longtime friend. And I think the liberation of that also meant that I could have more fun and um, I didn't get hung up on things. So I was able to kind of play even better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, when I talked to Corey, um, he talked about the ways that, well, I think he tried to explain how um, you get to a point in your adult life where you care less mm -hmm. about what people think. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's it's um, really liberating. And I think it comes to us in different times to all of us. I think you're right. It is. I feel like it's common for people when they get to be older for that to happen because they're like, I've got nothing left to prove. Yeah. Um, but some people are certainly more, I guess you would... You would, I mean, it's common to call people like that free spirit, but I yeah. feel like that's kind of pejorative in a way. Like, it, mm. I, I, often, I even hear that, like, said negatively, like, oh, that person's a free spirit. And I think of it as a, as a nice thing. Um, people, people who just don't care what other people think in the best possible ways. Well, I think there's a way that play can be attractive, mm -hmm. you know, and people's playful nature can be attracted um, to each other mm -hmm. and, and kind of becomes sort of magnetic yes. in ways too. Yes. You always, yeah. I always found myself gravitating toward the person who was telling the best jokes or, yeah. you know, had the funny t-shirt on and, yeah. or yeah, who was a weirdo like me. Right. And so what's interesting to me is that like, if there was somebody who was kind of running around shrieking, mm -hmm. even though that does seem really playful to me, you know, with, with less inhibition and things like that. Yeah. That maybe I'm wondering would not be as attractive to certain individuals. If, I mean, if that's your jam, then, yeah. then that's your jam. Uh, I'm not really a shrieker, uh, unless I'm on fire or something, then I probably would be shrieking. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, it's common behavior. Uh, but annual, yeah, like yeah, mm -hmm. self immolation. <laughs> no, followed by the water balloon. Yeah, fighting. Ooh, wow, that's a combination party that I had not thought of. <laughs> okay, um, let's be on fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> um, you know, you kind of mentioned about play mm -hmm. and work and how those yes. are very separate categories. They can so be. I, I take it that you can't play while you work as much. No, I mean, as, as I, I think I actually, I can to some extent. So I work at a large news organization and we produce all kinds of stories from news stories to feature stories and beyond. And I think we can have fun and we can, we can actually see our fun pay off in some senses because we do a lot of when we're writing headlines um, we can set up a B tests and see which which one of the headlines is getting more um, 
clicks, you know, and then we're like, okay, well, this is, we're onto something here. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. And I think you can be creative and have fun. Um, I've written a lot of very funny headlines in, in, uh, in my job. And uh, even before that, I was a humor editor at my high school newspaper. And what? We, yeah, yeah, we had a we at our high at our my high school newspaper had a little four page insert that was humor, like a comic strip or something. Sort of, but it was also not. I wasn't really that. It was yeah. it was like we wrote essays and we sent people out to do man on the street stories, but we asked them kind of funny questions, and then we had all sorts of strange question or um you know contests we had a like so i went to a nerd school sounds yeah and amazing um, right so we we had the um the skinny legs contest where we went and found like the scrawniest white boys well not just white boys but like the scrawniest nerds we could find (laughs) and um and see who had the skinniest legs and the people would vote for that or once we set up a Where's Waldo style puzzle, but we purposefully cropped Waldo out of the puzzle so you could never find him. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's kind of a, you know, prankster, prankster thing. Uh-huh. Um, yes. But yeah, so uh, getting back to work and yeah. having fun. Yeah. I think, we, I think you can have fun. Um, there's a lot of... There's a lot of reasons to be down on the world these days, but there's also hope. And I think if you can delight somebody with a turn of phrase or, Mm. um, you know, a a clever story, then yeah, I think you can, I think you can have fun Mm -hmm. in your, in your work. At least I do. I have fun. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes me wonder like when you're at work, I mean, and your work is very, can be really heavy, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, reading the news sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if you ever make an intentional effort to find play, and particularly find play in connection with your coworkers. Or oh yeah, we have a yeah. we have a lot of fun at work. It's one of those things that you know, if you're not laughing, you're crying. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we 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 do lots of. At one point, someone decided to have a pie contest. Uh, every every Tuesday, we would someone would bring in a pie. No, just bring in a pie, and then we just like vote on which was the best one. Mm-hmm. But people started getting really creative. Somebody brought in pizza pie once. Another person brought in a steaming giant bowl of pie. So CC like mm-hmm. it when you get a bunch of creative types together, like you're gonna get some weird stuff. Um, and then when we all returned to the office after COVID, we'd been away for, you know, however many days it was, like 500 days of not being in the office. I went by this one guy's desk who I knew always had candy in a little jar by his desk. And he had one lifesaver that was left. So I took that lifesaver and I and I created a little like fake metal heroism medal and i posted it at his desk saying that this lifesaver survived <laughs> 550 days by itself in an empty building you know it is a testament to bravery <laughs> <laughs> so see as you can see like this is the type of stuff we do at work you know it's great yes it's great the way your mind works in a playful way yeah yeah so i mean kind of thinking though do you ever kind of get out of um sync with your playful nature because um where it's kind of hard to like 
think of those funny things? Oh, or do no. they always My just mind come to you? is always I have to restrain myself sometimes <laughs> from making uh, a joke when I'm in the middle of like a meeting or something like that. I really have to pump the brakes. Really? So I'm constantly yeah. thinking about uh, that sort of thing. So you've never gotten to a place where you've been like out of balance with your playful self. And no, you kind of... I, I know when, I mean, much like Kenny Rogers said, you got to know when to hold them and <laughs> know when to fold them. And so Love I, that song. I can, I can, um, I listen to, I have Kenny in my head all the time as I'm thinking about <laughs> when I should say something at work or not, or in general, mm-hmm. you know, maybe now is not the time to make that joke mm-hmm. at this funeral. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, cause you know, I think for me, I get to sometimes when I'm, uh, you know, it, at work kind of a lot and I've got a lot of, um, you know, kind of downers in my um, purview, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and I think of like, you know, boy, I really need to like, I sort of have to intentionally put my mind on what's funny about this situation or, gee, I think. Maybe this needs a little lightheartedness or something. I, f- I feel like I should just call you whenever I get to that place uh, that maybe you could help me with. Yeah, I can definitely find, um, like Monty Python said, you know, always look on the bright side of life. Um, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a funny comeback for that. Part. Yeah, that's okay. My, I need to brush up on my Monty Python. <laughs> that, that is required, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I, I need you to know that for some people, it's work. To, to play? <laughs> yeah. The idea of playing is work? Yeah. You mean that, that they have to like force themselves to kind of turn off the serious side of their brain and relax yes. and be playful? I get it. I get yeah. it. Um, I, don't envy, I don't envy that. Um, but I, I understand. And... And I think I encounter people like that. If you think back to what I was saying earlier about not totally jiving with certain people that I met mm. on my hiking group, this person seems like that type of person. I don't mm. fault them or anything, mm-hmm. uh, but they were very serious and severe. And um, <laughs> severe, that kind of sounds like, <laughs> like a 19th century you know, schoolmaster. Right, buttoned up I, w- to the I top. Withdraw, I withdraw the word severe <laughs> as a descriptor, uh, but they were very serious. <laughs> <laughs> Loosen the corset, mama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> well, and I think sometimes... Um, I really think it has... Maybe can have less to do with personality and more to do with... Uh, yeah, just not getting to exercise that part mm. of the brain. And I think that our... I, I don't know. Check me here. But I, I kind of think that our society is going in a direction where... It, is a little bit more um, rooted in a more mm, less playful, less because you know at the board meetings and things mm-hmm. you have to check that playfulness. You have to constantly stop yourself from. And I don't know where I'm going with this. This might get edited out. That's okay. I need you to know that. That's okay too. Um, well, what would you what would you tell to somebody who said? I can't turn that part of my brain off and I wish Mm. I could. How would, how would you, what would you tell them? I would ask them when's the last time they played? What is it that feels like play? Mm -hmm. 
I would I would sort of really kind of you know much like uh, you know like a carpenter uses a wedge to kind of split wood sometimes you know try to like dig in there and, and find out I mean not that not that being serious is a bad thing or you know the the people who have more of a, a personality toward um, ser- to think about serious things mm-hmm. and kind of like constant that sort of thing is a bad thing however I do think that it leads to less um, connection human connection because I, I really think that our spirits are um, more have more of a proclivity to play what do you think <clears throat> I think I think you're right if you look at if you think of kids as tabula rosa you know as like that's what humans should be then yeah. people are playful yeah um, humans animals yeah. are playful I mean I think it is yeah. um, within it is that your natural state to look for the delight in uh, in the world and be part of it and then be delightful too mm-hmm. if you can if you're into that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never met a serious dog <laughs> yeah well bulldogs sometimes uh, I, I don't know you get them you get a German toy German Shepherds I had a German Shepherd who loved to play yeah. okay. my German Shepherd you might be right my, my German Shepherd um, I grew up with one and my dad uh, thought it would be funny to have the dog trained in German <laughs> So as ch- as a child, my brothers and I were running around behind this dog, going nine, nine <laughs> seats, plots. And my mom eventually said, "Enough. <laughs> we're going to speak to the dog <laughs> in English from now on." But you know what? I think the dog still barked in German. For sure, it's it like did. a boof, you know. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be I'm here. Sure. I'll, I'll tip your waitress. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Rob. Do you have any more? Do you have any follow-up questions? Thank you. I thought you'd never <laughs> ask. <laughs> Is there something you like to play <laughs> when you're waiting in a long line at the DMV or at the oh, airport? Yes. What is it? It's maybe mm-hmm. one thing that's on your screen and maybe one thing that is not. Oh, um, I don't. I try to not. I try to limit how much screen time I do. When I'm out and about, just because I spend so much time looking at a screen for work. Sure. Um, and I admit, I'm not perfect. I certainly will start mindlessly scrolling. But if I think about it, I'll say, you know what? I'm just going to look around and try to act like it was 100 years ago and get lost in my thoughts. Mm. And that is what I do. And that kind of leads to some playful activities where I mm. look around to take the idea of, being in a line, for instance, at the checkout or at going through customs or whatever, long line, uh, look at all the people around me and try to like come up with a backstory for them. <laughs> Why does this person, like this person is wearing like an obscure band shirt, you know, are they a musician? Yeah. Do they have a garage band right now? Are they buying a 12 pack of Bud light to bring to that garage band uh-huh. you know that uh-huh. sort of thing so it's great like story cubes for yeah, each human exactly yeah. so i like to i do i, I like to get lost within the confines of my mind the, <laughs> the beautiful walled garden that it is <laughs> <laughs> and think about that sort of thing uh-huh. imagine that's beautiful anything else no 
but I appreciate um, I appreciate this. This is an interesting subject talking about play, and it's not something we talk about a lot. And sometimes it's not something we do very well. So I'm glad that you're talking about it. Talking about it or playing? Both. <laughs> well, you do it very well as uh, proof Thank you. Thank you. from many of your friends. Thank you. I've got, and the myself. Merit, I've got the merit badge to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having yeah, me. I'm so good. Well, there's something fun about thinking of Rob's mind as a walled garden and of candy lifesavers winning prizes. I'm sure you agree. Now, I want you to get out there and play, everybody. Let's build a world that's a little lighter, a little less harsh, and a little more connected. Let's build the world we want to have. And don't forget to follow Playfully wherever you're listening right now. Our episodes come out on Wednesday every week so you can get inspired to play right over the hump through the rest of the week. I'd love to know what you think, so please leave me a comment. And take care, everybody. 